You're not from Colorado, but you're with a friend and it's early morning. The sun has yet to come up. You're driving out of Denver towards Morrison, winding around and around the mountain road, watching carefully for wildlife. And that's when you see it. The white truck on the opposing side of the road starts spinning and into the guardrail it stopped. Everything came to a standstill and the forest was dark and eerie, but you turn around to help anyways. You see a man get out of the truck and light what looks like a cigarette, but as soon as he sees you approach, he runs into the wooded area and through a creek. You never see him again. No one ever sees him again. Despite you calling it in and waiting around, postponing your plans to make a statement, it's so lucky you did because you would be the last humans to see that man, the man who disappeared into the darkness. me again, Jess. Thanks for staying with me while I work out all the sound flaws and other issues. I appreciate every listen, share, and constructive comment. I was recently contacted by a family member of a victim I had covered in the past. After our conversation, I was reminded of why I put my heart and soul into this podcast. Every victim deserves to be remembered, and hopefully by spreading awareness to these people's stories, they may be eventually found. I apologize for keeping you all waiting so long for this episode. If I can interview a family member of a missing person, it gives everyone more of an understanding about what was going on around the time of the person's disappearance, how they were acting, and their overall mental health. And sometimes I may have to wait for schedules to align to speak with family or friends. Sometimes information is withheld to keep a victim's name from being drugged through the mud. The information could also be withheld for fear of embarrassment to the family members themselves or to hide illegal activity. Those tiny details could mean the difference of a person being found or not, but that's not really the case with the man we are going to speak about today. His family was very upfront with the struggles he faced. They even had thought he may have just ran away at first for fear of having to take responsibility for his actions. But here we are over a year later and there has been no contact with anybody he knew, anyone he loved, no trace of him whatsoever. And that's when the true concern set in, when his father started to reach out to other sources for search and rescue, other sources to search the area where he went missing from, an area which the terrain is unforgiving and dangerous for even the experienced outdoorsmen, an area that is filled with large wildlife and predators an area in the vast Colorado Rockies. This case caught my attention only weeks ago, and I was surprised I had never heard about it. I guess when a man fights off a mountain lion and wins, or when another man pleads guilty of murdering his beautiful fiance, and a group of parents get into a huge brawl at a Little League baseball game, throw in the STEM school shooting and a fiery crash on I-70 where a semi-driver failed to take a runaway ramp, 
and you can imagine why 2019 was not a year to be noticed as a missing person. Jacob Haddock Weeks didn't make front-page news early February 2019 after he went missing near the Colorado attraction Tiny Town, but recently I spoke with his father, a heartbroken parent who is seeking answers, who is just trying to figure out what happened to his child. So I will try to tell his story as best as I can. Jacob did not share everything with his parents towards the time of his disappearance, but his father has tried to piece together as much information as he could in the past year. He has been in contact with media outlets and law enforcement, but there's not a lot to go on, and every day that goes by, it seems like there is less and less. Jacob Cameron Paddock Weeks was born May 5, 1991, and is the eldest son of George Weeks and Jessica Paddock. When his parents separated early on in life, he was then blessed with two blended families, sharing holidays and birthdays together, and eventually gaining three siblings on his father's side and two other siblings on his mother's side. Although his parents had him early in life, therefore he was raised alongside his parents' younger siblings, being closer in age to his aunts and uncles rather than his own siblings. Jacob grew up mainly in the Lakewood-Littleton area until he and his girlfriend Jessica, who he had known since middle school, decided to move to Bailey, Colorado in late 2016, early 2017. It was then when Jacob's life wasn't so transparent to his mother and father. Though they were aware of some drug use and the fact that he drank often, while in Bailey, Colorado, he mainly made a living doing home improvement builds such as decks and other small projects, and spent most of his time with his girlfriend. It was on February 2, 2019, when everything changed and Jacob was never seen again. His father mentioned a conversation they had only days before he went missing, where he described Jacob as not acting like himself. But not much else was gained from their last interaction other than his state of mind not being what it usually was. He spent the evening before he disappeared with his uncle on his mother's side, Jonathan. But when an argument ensued, Jacob kicked Jonathan out of the vehicle, and he was picked up by police and taken to detox. Jacob Paddock Weeks didn't make it very far, spinning his truck out, colliding into a guardrail near Mile Point 245 on Highway 285 near the Colorado attraction Tiny Town. The accident was witnessed by two men driving southbound, the opposite way. When they saw what happened, they turned to help. They saw a man exit the vehicle, light a cigarette, but then run into the wooded area and across the creek. When police towed and took inventory of his white 1997 Dodge Ram, it seemed like he left everything behind, including two cell phones, a wallet, all of his identification, along with a substance that legally would have gotten him in trouble. Which is why police then contacted his probation officer, who had not heard anything from him either, telling them he had failed to show up to his last probation meeting and issued a warrant revoking his probation and requesting a drug test. When the officers showed up to his residence, there was no sign of him, not even footprints in the snow around the house that now had an eviction sign posted on the door. Where had he gone? Why would he leave something behind that would cause him so much trouble? Was he in shock after his collision? His parents were notified of the crash when they called to report him missing, after failing to make any contact. 
At first, they were upset because he had left his uncle on the side of the road. But after time went on, their anger grew into fear. And after a year, their fear has grown into heartbreak. Last week, there was another search for Jacob. And there will be future searches planned. If you are interested in volunteering for a search, please reach out to Justice Takes Flight. Their direct line is 720-443-0944. Jacob Haddock Weeks was 27 years old at the time of his disappearance. He was last seen near Mile Point 245 on Highway 285 near Tiny Town in Morrison, Colorado. This is a wooded area in the vast Rocky Mountains. However, there is also an RTD park and ride near that he may have tried to travel to, but he did not have his wallet on him. He is 5'11 and weighs 150 pounds, strawberry blonde hair, and blue eyes. If you have any information pertaining to Jacob's case, or if you were in the area and saw anything, please reach out to 323-244-0982 or 720-788-6669. I will be posting pictures of the area where Jacob disappeared, a video of the search conducted last week, and Jacob's missing person flyer on our social media platforms. You can find it at Missing at 5280 at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This week, I would like to thank Chris T., Sasha Y., and Amber P. Thank you for listening and sharing with your friends and family. I would also like everyone to know that I have started an online book club on Facebook. If you are interested in true crime books and would like to join, the group is called True Crime Book Time, And with that, I will leave you with a true crime book recommendation. This week, the book I am recommending is called The Gift of Fear by Gavin DeBecker. This is the book we are currently dissecting in the book club, tailored to you weirdos. As always, thank you for your time and have a great week.